Hi everyone and welcome to the Be You Mum podcast. I'm Annie, mum, wife, nutritional therapist, music lover and believer that animal print will never go out of fashion. I believe that we are at our most happiest and healthiest when all parts of ourselves are aligned and singing in harmony, the mind, body, heart and spirit. For me, like most, motherhood has been life-changing. It has opened up so many opportunities to learn more about myself and grow and become a better version of me and generally better human being. So this is what this podcast is all about. Conversations with awesome people who will inspire, inform and empower you to be more you at your brightest and best. Just like health and happiness, I believe there is no one-size-fits-all approach to motherhood. Learning to better understand, love and be yourself is one of the greatest gifts we can give our children. So I hope you will join me on this podcast journey of self-discovery, self-growth and self-love because when we connect with ourselves and step into our personal power, our mummy magic can truly shine. So please keep listening and remember, always be more you. Hi everyone and welcome back to the Be You Mum podcast with me, Annie Breen. This is the first episode of 2020, so happy new year. Doesn't it feel like a lifetime ago? I hope January is treating you well. If you feel like you need a bit of a pit-me-up, then this episode is for you. This week I was joined by Shay Dyer. Shay is a yoga teacher and graphic designer and general bundle of amazing good vibes. She is on a mission to give people um, the tools and inspiration they need to unlock their highest potential whilst living a more joyful and purposeful life. And what mum doesn't want a bit more of that, hey? We, (laughs) it's funny, I was um, incredibly um, calm and relaxed um, before our conversation that I actually didn't do any preparation. I just wanted to see where the conversation took us because there really was so much that I could have um, talked to Shay about. She has so many different aspects to the work that she does. Um, But what we did delve into is her program and retreat that she runs called the Move, Breathe, Create And what I personally felt is that each of those areas are so important when it comes to our health and well-being. They're also things that as mums we can bring into our day-to-day lives quite easily. They're not complicated. We can bring them in at our own pace and they don't cost much. So, but they're incredibly powerful in terms of how we show up in our physical and emotional well-being. Shay talks about movement and how we can literally change our emotional state by moving our body. We talk about getting more connected with the needs of our body and more grounded and how a lot of the time, especially with modern day motherhood, we are living in our heads. So Shay shares some um, really easy to implement tools on how we can just bring ourselves back to our bodies and get more grounded. We talk about breath work and how it's so undervalued, but yet such a powerful tool for putting us back in that more um, parasympathetic state where, yes, we can repair and recover and heal and restore, but also this is where our creativity is allowed to flow and we get more connected um, with ourselves. We also talk about creativity and creativity doesn't need to be artwork or painting, or that sort of thing. Yes, using your hands is really, really um, an important part of creativity, but there are other parts to it as well. We talk about how mums can literally um, use creativity as a way of expressing themselves. So this might just be having a voice, speaking your truth, self-expression, but also how you can create your health, and how you can create your lifestyle that's more aligned with your values. Um, It's really, really 
inspiring our conversation and I learned so much from Shay. She brought so much wisdom to the table and shared some stuff that in terms of motherhood and child relationship that I'd just not heard of before and it was really, really eye-opening. So um, I really recommend listening to the episode. I will stop rambling. I hope you get as much out of it as I did. So without further ado, let's get into episode 15. So, hi Shay, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you for having me on your show, I'm so excited to be here. I'm really excited, but I'm really calm, I feel really zen, and I didn't have a good day yesterday. (laughs) We might go into (laughs) that, but I think there's just something, I've known you from a distance, probably for a couple of years, just from following you on your Kombucha and Colour podcast with Anna, the website, and you've done a few drawings for me, which are amazing. And yeah, I just felt like I want to talk to you. (laughs) And isn't a podcast a lovely platform to do that? Um, So I'll let you explain, but it would be really lovely if you could just like introduce yourself and what you do. And we're going to touch on some of the work you do around um, Move, Breathe, Create today. So yeah, if you could just give us some background. Cool. Um, so thank you for the lovely introduction. It's, it's always interesting to be on the other side of a podcast interview. <laughs> so um, thank you. Um, so my name's Shay. Um, I'm South African and I've been in London now for the past seven years almost. I think it's coming up to seven. Um, I have a background in graphic design and communication design. As Annie mentioned, I've done a few um, graphics for her for the podcast and for her um, BU Mom programs, which have been fun to do and collaborate with her on that. So my background is in illustration, graphic design, and I've always kind of had this leaning towards being one of these creative people or people who love to just be with their hands and make things and do stuff. And um, I'd run a blog, Indie Berries, for a long time with um, just different crafts and, you know, getting in touch with yourself and creative little cartoons and fun things. And then when I moved to London, um, I had just come off the back of a really, really destructive relationship that I was in when I was um, living and teaching English in South Korea. And I'd moved over to London. I'd gotten married, but I didn't realize, I think, how much that relationship had still been so much a part of me and who I was. And my behaviors and my actions were so connected to that time of my life still. I hadn't actually really, truly had space and time to process it all. and in that period, when I was adjusting to a new place, I was adjusting to being married. I was still kind of mixed up with this other guy who was not, not in a um, dating sense, but more in like an emotional turmoil sense. And I found yoga. Uh, One of my friends was doing her teacher training and she said to me, look, I need somebody to practice on. Can I come to your house and practice on you? You're freelance. You've got the time in the day. So I was like, no, sure. That's fine. You can come and practice teaching me. And she started practicing teaching me and it just completely shifted my whole world. Um, Soon after she started practicing her teaching on me, I, I, every single day she came, I was like, you know, I feel amazing after this. I feel so good. My, like my mind feels good. My heart feels good. Like my body feels amazing. So I quickly got into practicing yoga every day. And from there, I just had so many incredible shifts in a personal sense that um, really helped me to process the things that I hadn't been able to process in a way before. And having that feeling, having that transformation was so powerful and incredible for me that I then decided that it's something that I actually have to do. I have to do my teacher training and I have to be able to offer this gift to other women, to other people. And so, yeah, I did my yoga teacher training and I haven't looked back since. And now what I've been doing is I've been incorporating all my skill sets. So this creative aspect, this um, real getting in touch with your hands, getting messy, getting playful, getting curious, which is my background, which is in the creative field. And this place of yoga, which is really for me, this really healing place, it's really transformative and blending those two things together because I think that they are both very, very powerful tools for healing. Creativity is a very powerful tool, not only for education, but for healing. And also then 
um, yoga is an, is an incredible tool. The body has to process what we are experiencing in order for it to truly be released. So that is what I do now. I focus on, um, I, obviously I teach yoga in London and I run a platform called Move, Be- Move, Breathe, Create, which is incorporating all those different elements of you know, the body to, as a way to move, to process, to re- let go of some stuff that's physically cellularly stored in the body. And then also the stillness aspect. So the breathing is meditation, the mindfulness, there's journal prompts and things to really get you in touch with yourself, your heart. And then the creative bit, which is feeding your soul, it's nourishing yourself and it's inviting back that inner child, which is something that we don't nurture enough. We get into our busy adult lives and then we go, 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 busy, 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 do, do, do. And we don't ever take time to just sit and be with ourselves in a playful, curious, non-judgmental, non-outcomes-based way. So that is the premise of what I do. And that also then feeds on the, on the online um, platform, which is a member site. And then that feeds into the retreats and the work that I do, which is um, bringing this together in an in-person experience, which have been really, really beautiful and really wonderful experiences to hold space for. So yeah, that's kind of me in a nutshell. (laughs) (laughs) The whole package. The whole package. (laughs) But that's really, really awesome. And it's all coming from a place of what you truly love to do. You know, you're living it. You're living it yourself. And, and, And that's exactly what I would say, I think, around motherhood, all of what you've just described. Um, and this self-expression, this is allowing yourself to kind of to speak your truth and be heard and, you know, be okay with that and also um, how you process stuff. And I think when you become a mum, a lot of stuff comes up from before, like you were a person before for how many years, but that sometimes gets forgotten. It kind of gets parked and then your identity as a mum steps in and this is the unknown and I think if we can reconnect with who we were before um my experience is just having like unmet needs there might be unmet needs within the body the heart the mind the spirit and yoga is a wonderful way of it of going down you know exploring that because I think when I've gone it has released kind of tension and blockages so that the body can flow, that your energy can flow. And inspiration comes to me when I'm doing yoga. Like I'll suddenly have, oh, freedom. Freedom is one of my values. Like freedom's really important to me. And um, it's quite profound. So, and of course, with creativity as well, self-expression. I always say that self-expression is the anecdote to depression. Like we suppress and depress so much that if we can actually express it, and yeah, that might be through art, it might be through doing stuff with your hands, but also like you'll relate to this coaching and developing your programs. And um, that's certainly been my form of creativity, my work. So I love how you have brought that all together. And it's coming from a place of, you know, what's true to you and, and your heart. So just to like delve into that a little bit more, each aspect of that, we could start with move and why that's that's so important in terms of health well-being but also connecting with yourself mm. and i think from a from a mother perspective as you as you're framing this is it's so important because those three elements or those three aspects take care of the body the mind and the heart because there's a huge identity shift. I'm, I'm not a mother myself, but I've done some postnatal prenatal training and it's just, there's this huge element of what a, what an incredible identity shift comes when you, when you're in this new place that's unknown, that, you know, it can almost feel overwhelming that you have to, you come back to your body, you come back to your own body because that's what grounds you. That's what makes you feel like, here I am, I'm present. I can feel my feet on the ground. I can feel my legs. I can feel my body. And that that's very grounding. And I think for mothers who can easily spin out in the overwhelm of everything, to have that practice that brings you back into your physical body is so important and so valuable. Um, and then obviously also with this concept of moving, you know, in the postnatal period, it's so important to get the right help that you can rebuild your strength from the inside out because if you rush back into things and do things too quickly too soon it's just putting more stress on the body and there's so much stuff that can 
you know, you want to be able to integrate and nurture and nourish yourself from the inside out. And I know you speak a lot about this with, you know, the gut health and being able to support your body from the inside and really replete everything that has gone into um, your childbirth and things like that. But one of the books that I read in my prenatal training was on, it's called Bountiful, Beautiful, Blissful. And it's a beautiful Kundalini inspired book that is, um, got lots of different practices, both for the prenatal and postnatal period. And they recommend there's a 40 day or 43 day. I can't remember if it's 40 or 43, but postnatally 43 days, you have absolute rest. You be inside your house, you don't do anything. And that is just a way that you can replete your body and you don't worry about anything else. You just have this time to be with your body. And maybe then that's when more of the other practices come in, you know, How's the mental side doing? Can I just connect to my breath? Maybe I just want to feel my breath moving in my body right now. Um, and then once that period starts to shift and you have a little bit more sense of that grounding because you've connected to your body, then there's this aspect of moving because we know that moving the body is so good for our mental state. It's so good for our joint health. It's so good for our um, mobility. And, you know, as a mother, you want to be able to be getting up and down the floor easily with your child, children. You want to be able to be picking and carrying. And there's so much movement that comes in your day as a mother, you know, you turning to feed someone here and you're picking up this and you're bending over with this. You need to make sure that your body is in a healthy, really, um, engaged way so that you are not putting strain and load onto your body when it's in a vulnerable position. So really to take that time to strengthen your body from the inside out is so valuable. So yeah, for me, it's the body. The body always is the place where you start because it's an easy access point for everybody because everybody has a body, right? <laughs> so it's easy. Absolutely. And when I got into nutrition, I was thinking, whoa, this is so complicated. And now I'm thinking the body's not Yes, it can be, but actually it's the mind. It's all the stuff you can't see. It's all that other stuff. And, you know, I've been thinking about this a lot recently that we always talk about pushing ourselves out of our comfort zone and the magic happens when you kind of scare yourself a little bit or you try something new. I think motherhood is so out of your comfort zone. Like it's so in the unknown that if you haven't got that anchor, if you haven't got that grounding, which essentially is within you, I think we're so used to looking outside of ourselves for kind of solutions and stuff. But actually for me, a lot of the fear came from within, not feeling good enough, not feeling like I was able to manage the responsibility that comes with motherhood. So it was very much fear of myself. So being able to create on some level some grounding where I could come back to my body and make myself feel safe within, then I can then put that body in the unknown and push myself a little bit in other ways. But I've always got that kind of home to come back to, which is me, I guess. Mm, um, I love it. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, when you, when you speak about that sense of safety in the yoga philosophy, they, we have the different chakra zones or um, these energy centers that run up and down the spine and the base chakra, the very first one is the root, which is at the pelvic floor, which is our sense of safety. That is where safety comes from in the body. And that is at the pelvic floor. And that is our sense of grounding. And when you have a child there's whether you've had a vaginal birth or a c-section birth there is some degree to, of trauma or pressure downwards on that pelvic floor area because it's just the way that you've been carrying a baby it's been like lots of excess pressure down there and so that can really destabilize your sense of grounding and if you think about you know if you have a vaginal birth there's a lot of trauma that perhaps happens in that area of the body so you need to have a practice that brings you back to a sense of grounding and just a simple thing that you can do if you are feeling like oh my gosh life is overwhelming i've got toddlers and i've got babies and it's just going crazy if you're standing with your feet firmly on the ground or you're sitting on a chair and you can feel like everything's like busy up in your head you almost imagine that you are scanning down your body and you're kind of pulling your energy down from your head down past your shoulders down past your chest down past your stomach and then all the way down your legs and down to your feet into the ground. And it's just a super, super simple, quick visualization that you can do that can just kind of pull your energy down towards your feet. Feel, bring that weight down and you, you get that sense of grounding, being home, being safe again. Um, and then you can deal with whatever life is throwing you, whatever it may be. Yeah, I love that. And uh, anyone can do it at any point. Um, exactly. 
and it's funny I catch myself just now actually I'm always sat with my feet up like in that kind of stressed position especially when Bonnie's having her tea and I don't know where it's going to end up like you, you sometimes just need to check in with yourself like how am I like scan your body I absolutely um love that and interestingly with the chakras we, we might go into it a little bit but um the throat chakra has been a really big one for me because I think what happens is when maybe you don't feel safe um your experience in motherhood you might feel is different and you might feel it's kind of wrong and it's really hard to articulate that because you don't fear of judgment basically kind of describe it as being stuck in between the person you were before and motherhood in this kind of unknown vortex and it can feel a bit strange especially if you're not connected with your body and you're placing your energy outside of yourself um and I found it really hard to articulate myself, to voice how I was feeling because I just, oh, I just couldn't. And I was really worried as well. And when I started, and this is a, has been a journey, you know, step by step, but when I started doing my business and just um, working on myself, because the program I do, I wrote for myself. <laughs> you know, I wrote it for myself. It's a thing I needed at that point. Um, but there was a day when I launched it for the first time, I think you can rebrand like so many times, can't you? Because we're always growing. But I launched it for the first time. And when I did that, I went into nursery to pick Bonnie up. And they told me that like Bonnie's been quite quiet in the past, but she, she was really chatty. It's like she found her voice. And I'm like, I found mine too. Obviously, I'm so weird. <laughs> but it's just like, wow. And there's such a connection there, obviously, with your kids. Like you just can't hide. Um, but I, I think that was a big one, like having that voice and that, and also when you talk about scanning the body and just being aware of maybe you're holding any tension, I would always lose my voice when I got stressed. It would go, go to there. Mm. So a few interesting things on that. So the first thing is that from an energetic sense, and this is coming back to the chakra system and whether you believe this or not, it's up to you, but it's said that a mother's aura contains her child until the child is six or seven years old. Wow. So, yeah. Yeah. And so you can imagine like your energy is, is, is out. You, you are kind of focusing on someone else because you're containing somebody else until they're six, seven years old. And so that's a long time that you are holding that that real kind of sense of bond, that real sense of care, that real sense of like support for another being in this world. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. And that was something that I learned on my um, pregnancy training, but something else that was interesting about this voice is that the voice or the throat chakra is what balances the root chakra. Um, so we have three chakras below the heart and three chakras above the heart. The first chakra below the heart balances the first chakra above the heart. So the first chakra below the, the first chakra in all is the root chakra, which is what we looked at, that sense of grounding. And then the one that balances it is the first one above the heart, which is the throat. So in a simple sense, when you don't feel safe, when you don't feel supported, when you don't feel um, that sense of safety, grounding, the way to balance that is to speak up and ask for what you need, which is the hard thing to do because often we get stuck. We get stuck in the throat and we get stuck being able to voice ourselves, especially as women and the throat chakra and being able to speak up for your needs is something that I've also, it's been a journey of mine trying, you know, being in a relationship that was, I wasn't allowed to talk. I wasn't allowed to have my own opinion. It was very much suppression of this energy. So yeah, it's, it's really powerful and important for women to be able to speak up. And, you know, even that's why in, in so much of the, the yoga practice and especially in the retreats and things that I do is giving women a chance to voice. So how does my voice sound if I'm, you know, speaking out loud or making a sound on my exhale breath? And that's why, you know, in pregnancy and prenatal yoga, they'll, you know, encourage women to use that voice on, uh, on their breath out to, to let that energy move out. And one of the things that they said is most um, important for a woman to feel like she had an empowered birth was not necessarily at all to do with what, how the birth happened or what actually happened in the, in the actual circumstances of the birth, whether it was C-section, whether it was a vaginal birth, whether whatever happened, it's more about whether the woman was able to voice her needs and speak up for what she was and feel empowered in her decision to make the choice that she made rather than whatever the choice was. Yeah. And I think that comes with this ability to 
step in your power and speak up and voice voice what you need to absolutely like i love that and i didn't know that about the aura and i feel i feel that it's like bonnie knows before i do um mm. difficult when you're an empath and she's a very intuitive kid and you can't hide you can't hide you have to kind of um show up and put yourself in the arena and i think in terms of just the the voice thing absolutely that is a pattern over my whole life so it's not just now and i think this is why it's so important sometimes like i love this kind of timeline therapy or i'll use a timeline in functional medicine and it's just looking at patterns and i think as a child i perhaps felt that way and then i had a similar but different relationship to you where absolutely that was kind of shut down because of safety because if you said anything you could put yourself at harm so the body develops these kind of safety behaviors don't they in a way which serve you for so long but then like when you get to motherhood it's almost like boom you can't hide like this is your opportunity and I um I wrote this I saw it on Mantra magazine on Instagram this morning and it's kind of so timely you know how things just come to you at the right time it, um, it was a quote, the magic that you're looking for is in the work that you're avoiding. And I think that sometimes we develop these behaviors to avoid the stuff that really kind of needs to be looked at because that's where we birth so much strength. And yeah, mother our magic, as I kind of call it. So yeah, I love that. Sorry if it's gone off on a tangent, but I just, um, I love the chakra system. I do not understand it as much obviously as you do, but I think, you know, when you start to look into your symptoms and then you go and um, compare them to what part of the body chakra it always kind of makes sense there. So mm. I really like the grounding exercise. I think we can all do that and benefit from that. The other thing I was going to say about moving the body is, um, I have not moved my body for a while. I did yoga at the weekend, but there was like a month where I found myself just sat on this chair because I'm trying to build and launch my program and you forget. And I was kind of going through this kind of overwhelm and getting stuck and I was not being productive whatsoever. And then I actually did go out for a walk and I got cold. And you know, I changed my temperature, I changed my brand, I moved my body and felt so good after. It's almost like, the ideas came flowing in, I felt lighter, I had more capacity for that stuff. And, and I think you've spoken about it before in the podcast that your physiology and psychology are so closely related and there's normally this kind of physical counterpart to whatever emotion you're feeling. So I don't know if you want to like, add to any of that, but I, I certainly felt that when I moved my butt. <laughs> <laughs> yes, a hundred percent. And you know, the body, when you change the state of the body, you, you shift an energy, you, you raise your energy. But also I want to say to that point is that, and this comes back to this idea of, you know, motherhood is that there also will always be seasons within our lives. So maybe you might be in a season where actually right now the focus is for me to be doing my work. And yes, perhaps, you know, it's, we know it's important to move the body, but perhaps that is less of a focus right now. And we only have so much capacity for so many things in a day. So there's also that element of compassion. Like I'm doing the best that I can for sitting here. Yes, I need to move my body. Yes, I know all these things, but right now this is where my attention and my focus is. You know, same, same as postnatal, you know, right after giving birth or having a baby you know there's a period where it's it's okay not to move your body for a while you know yeah. you have other practices to bring you into yourself so I love that as well yeah absolutely and accepting the situation as it is in that mm. moment like arriving at that moment and thinking what do I need right now not what mm. should what I think I should be doing that's such a motherhood thing it's like when you haven't experienced a certain thing before, you either look within for like similar experiences that you can pull on or you look what everyone else is doing. And I think I see this a lot that you fall into what should I be doing? So just check in with yourself. What do you need in that moment? Love that. Mm. So the breath, this is where I'm at at the moment. <laughs> I think this is going to change my life. Breathing. Oh my God, do we forget? Yeah. Yeah. We forget to breathe. Isn't that so crazy? And you know, something that's been coming up again and again for me is that just the simple phrase, you can always breathe deeper. Yeah. And no matter where you are, you can always breathe deeper. And it's just such a, it's such a thing because as you know, you know, 
where the body needs oxygen in order to metabolize things. So if we, we can be eating the most incredible diet, but if we're not having full deep breaths, then the body is not optimizing the food that's coming in. So this breathing aspect is so important. And for me, when I um, term breath in the move, breathe, or breathe in the move, breathe, create, it's also encompassing those introspective practices. So breathing or sitting in stillness or having that time to look within. And that comes also to what am I, as you mentioned earlier, what are my patterns? What, what are my goals? What am I looking forward to? What is inspiring me right now? Can I get clear on what I want? Because our ability to manifest the things we want is coming from our ability to be clear on what it is that we want because mm-hmm. we can't hit goals that we'll never see. Um, and so, yeah, it's, it's that whole aspect of slowing down and, you know, meditation is such an incredible thing. And, you know, mothers are busy. Like there's, there's no doubt, like there's so much busyness that goes on in motherhood. But even if you can, as you get into bed, just set your timer for three minutes and see how many breaths you can take in those three minutes. And your aim is to eventually get one and a half minutes inhale one and a half minute exhale. So you have one round of breath in three minutes. So that's a little takeaway that you can put into your day, three minutes, see how many breaths you take and see if you can short, uh, lower your number to as um, low as possible. That's so crazy. The break, big breath into your body. One and a half minutes. Now that makes sense. When I'm in yoga and they're like, we're going to hold this pose for 10 breaths and it's like we're there for a lifetime. And I was thinking about <laughs> I've like taken about 20 and wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So so that is amazing because I think we fall into this habit of we don't oxygenate the body. We, we like to breathe, don't we? We don't actually um, allow our breath to get deep to where it needs to be. And I think that's almost, it's almost a survival breath. Like you're just very lightly breathing. Um, and of course, you know, if you're doing that, you're going to be stuck in this kind of survival mode. So again, I think mm. it's about shifting that state, especially to a more parasympathetic, which yeah. you know, I certainly harp on about a lot when it comes to healing the body and the mind. Um, it's interesting what you were saying about like the introspection as well, because I remember reading some research around loneliness because that comes up a lot in motherhood and just feeling quite alone. And I think it's not necessarily physical loneliness. I think it's more you feel for what I've described before, like just fear, it's the unknown, it's all new, um, unsure of what you should be feeling. Um, But from an evolutional perspective, this guy, I'm going to call him John. I think his name is John, but I'll try and find his (laughs) research. He was saying that loneliness was put there. It was kind of designed in the body or in in a human to make you turn within for introspection, Mm. which is kind of a different way of seeing it. So it's like, what can I, obviously you don't want to be lonely. You want to connect equally. But it's, for me, it's what do I need? Because you need to create a bit of space. You need to breathe. You need to bring yourself kind of more grounded so that you can really kind of connect with what you need. And I think it's in that kind of space that you can start to see who else you need around you. Because I don't know if you, if you feel the same, but for me, I know there's a huge encouragement for people to talk about any kind of mental health challenges or, you know, time to talk day and all of this. But I'm quite selective with who I share that vulnerable information with and how it's going to be received is really important. And just creating that space and tuning in that allowed me to kind of think about that. And it might be a professional that you pay. It might be an energy practitioner, you know, a yoga practitioner, but um, it might be a certain friend that you feel connected to. But I think it's it's empowering because you step back into your kind of power in terms of who you choose to share your story with and then how you can kind of move forward from that, feeling more connected. That's just a thought that kind of, um, came into my head. Mm, thanks, John. <laughs> but, um, yeah, but, but to, to that point that on that loneliness, and I think that's, that also comes back to this piece of compassion, which I think is so important for mothers and in the motherhood journey, because if you're feeling overwhelmed, you're feeling stressed, you know, all this thing, you're feeling lonely and there's a, there's that space, like actually the, this is serving a purpose for me. So let me just be with this and have compassion for myself in the state so that I can look within. And as you say, describe, you know, see what I, what it is that I truly need to be able to move forward in an empowered way. 
fill that space with compassion, not with cleaning. Don't try and keep <laughs> yes. your job. Sit down, be with yourself and be compassionate. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, always, there's always something to do, isn't there? <laughs> always something to do. Honestly, if I turn the computer around now, you'd freak out by the <laughs> There's one corner that's kind of calm, and you know what I'm fine with that right now. Yeah, and, it's good. And then um, create. So I think this is massive, as I've spoken about. It's expression, right? It is expression. But you can give your kind of take on it and how you kind of go about teaching it within your retreats and programs? Mm. So for me, obviously, I love the actual physical, tangible, creative stuff. But creativity is actually also a much broader thing. And it's not necessarily defined to something that is limited to being good at drawing or art or scrapbooking or knitting or sewing or anything but it's it's having creativity or having flexibility in your life to be able to see things in a different way it could be creativity in how you choose to parent your child it can be creativity in how you choose to get your child to eat a certain thing you know there's there's elements that of creativity that can help you in your motherhood journey. You know, I mean, maybe you have to do airplanes swooping in to get your child to eat something, or you have to cut up your sandwich into a million different stars or whatever it is. But that aspect of creativity gives you so much flexibility for managing life. And it's, and it's, and it connects you to something bigger. That's for me, what creativity does is it opens up inspiration for you to connect to something that's bigger than yourself. Because for me, creative energy or creative inspiration flows through us. And Liz Gilbert, who's the author of Eat, Pray, Love, and she's done big magic and she's done amazing workshops on creativity. And this is also a concept that comes from her as well is that there's these inspirations or ideas that are kind of floating around in the ether wherever they are in consciousness or wherever it is. And when you are in a place that feels grounded, when you're in a place that feels safe, when you are open to inspiration, you receive these little insights of inspiration and then it's your it's your ability to act on that. So you have to then bring that down into the physical world um, through creating something, through playing with your child in a certain way, through engaging it with your boss in this way, or, you know, it's, it's about taking that inspiration and then moving it through your body so that it can be acted on. Um, so yeah. And then just, again, creativity from a very tangible, practical sense is again about getting out of our heads and into our hands, into our bodies, something that's tactile, something that takes us out of the busy humdrum, you know, and as you said earlier about this identity thing, it's like, what did you connect to? How can you nurture your inner child and have this um, element of curiosity and element of playfulness where you are not going to create something because it's going to be a Picasso or it's going to be a Van Gogh or whatever it's going to be, but it's something that is just for you for the sake of creating. Um, similar like yoga is not about the postures. It's about what you uncover in yourself as you move through them. It's that sense of grounding. It's that sense of peace, that sense of calm, that sense of mental clarity. Same for when you create. It's that sense of joyfulness, that playfulness, that curiosity, that lightness, that 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 inner child that needs to be nurtured. So there's so many benefits to having some kind of creativity in your life, whatever it looks like for you personally. It could be different person to person. Yeah. And I love Elizabeth Gilbert's work as well. And I think it was Brené Brown that said that creativity that isn't used metastasizes mm. like fear and anger. And I actually felt that. Like I think there's such um when you become a mum and maybe you're what you might associate with being mental health or postnatal depression or anxiety. When I actually delved into it, when I felt I was able to, and this was over a period of time and from an energetic point of view, functional medicine, loads of different tools. What I identified is that I wasn't using my creativity. You know, there was other stuff going on as well, nutritional deficiencies, gut imbalances, blah, blah, blah. But that, I didn't have the tools for personal management. There was unmet need from my previous self and I wasn't using my creativity. And I think that's so true. And actually now, um, how I work with mums is focused on creating you. 
like creating a happy, healthy you and starting within because you probably hear it as well. So many mums say, I want to get back into my jeans or I want to get back to this or back to my fitness. There's no going back. But if you can view it through the lens of creativity, like what can I create? How can I create the life that is going to take me to that kind of futuristic goal, that kind of visual that we talked about, having that goal where we're heading? And it's an evolving process. And when we get there, the goalposts change and that's all part of personal growth. But I think it's really helped me to view things through personal growth and creating. Like what can I create today that's going to fulfill me or lead me closer to that? Um, I really like that. And I think also when you're creating, you are immersing your whole self in that practice, aren't you? Mm. And one thing that I struggle with and I think other mums do as well is being present in the moment. Because we find it really hard to spend time with ourselves these days. Like there's so much distraction, social media, and I know it has its place. Um, But there's so many kind of options there to not spend time with yourself. So I do think even if it's playing with your child, like I love building blocks. I don't like playing babies. Like when Bonnie says, can we play babies? I'm like, no. (laughs) I've got enough of that in my regular life. (laughs) No, no. We were drawing the other day and Bonnie was like drawing kind of these stick men and I drew the inflammatory cascade. <laughs> <laughs> really good because we were so immersed, we had loads of time, but it was fun. So yeah, that's just what I want to say on creativity, that it can be about just creating the life you want, creating health, creating the mindset. Mm. And I've actually just speaking on this ability of how important creativity is in terms of, you know, getting to that future goal, that future creation of yourself that you are aiming for. And I've just recently interviewed Dr. Tara Swat on on our podcast and amazing. She's got an amazing book, The Source, and she identifies these six different pathways of the brain that need to be active in order for you to manifest the thing that you want. So let's say you are creating as you, I love that, that um, term of creating your future self. Like this, that's such a powerful thing because you have choice. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of the, well, she's got logic as a pathway. You've got the physicality as a pathway. There's intuition as a pathway. And one of her pathways is creativity. And you need creativity in the brain in order to be able to see opportunities that may be coming at you or see things that are in your life that actually are your goals and are your needs being met, but maybe in not the way that you thought of it. And that's one of the ways that you describe creativity is thinking about something in a new or different or innovative way. Yeah, I love that. And I love her. I actually invited her on my podcast. Please, can you check your junk, Tara? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, she's fabulous. Yeah. But also on that, and actually from her book, and I think you've spoken about it before, is um, vision boards. Because like Mm. you said, you can't, if you don't know where you're heading, if you don't know what it looks or feels like, more importantly, um, it's really hard. It makes it, it's that getting clear, isn't it? So, Mm. and this is fun. This is creative to actually make one in the first place. But then to look at it, I think she says, before you go to bed, because those images stay in. I think that's really powerful. And very important for anyone but in terms of mums who might feel overwhelmed like they've lost themselves a little bit lost direction like or who they are their identity is to have a bit of fun around okay go wild like the imagination is not for making things up it's for making things happen like put stuff down just go wild allow yourself to dream connect with that inner child you know be more I say be more bonnie be like her (laughs) be like your child I love that yeah I love that just going back to this identity, something that's also maybe might interest you from the chakra, from the chakra's perspective, is that the third chakra, which is at the navel, so kind of really belly button, stomach button, that is your identity center. So that is where you connect to your identity, your sense of self, and that's really where it is. But as you are pregnant and baby is growing, that part of your body expands. So, and that is also what's happening when you go from a mother, you are going from the I identity to the we identity. And that area is energetically expanding as you are having this huge shift in identity because it's the identity center of the body. So it's just like everything all connects and it has to expand that way because you have to 
now incorporate somebody else into your sense of self, which is the, the huge and rattling thing, I think, because now you're no longer just you, you, you and Bonnie or you and someone else. Wow. Yeah. I love that. It's amazing because it's really powerful just to understand it that way. And um, yeah, that's so cool. And I can't go with the aura stuff like that. I just feel that. So, um, mm. and, and then in terms of your retreats then, and what, uh, well, talk a little bit. I know we've covered what you sort of talk about within it and I'm sure there's so much more. And I think you were saying on your recent one of your recent podcasts you don't like to go into too much detail because it's everyone's kind of individual experience but is there anything more you just wanted to say on the the retreat side of things and like the, the space that is created almost for people to come and just be themselves and well, definitely. So I have a move, breathe, create retreat, and that's in August this year. And that is moving the body, breathing, creating, connecting to something that's inspiring. Um, and I've run that, that particular retreat. I've run it. This is now the fourth time that I'm running it. And every time I just tweak it and it gets a little bit more awesome. But what I've been really inspired to create at the moment is the Voyage to the Soul Retreat, which is a little bit of more of a deeper dive. And what I mean by deeper dive is that in order for us to access a place of real true power within ourselves, we have to encompass ourselves in all totality. So sometimes there's aspects of ourselves which we don't look at or we are not um, letting be seen or we're not having or not allowing them to have a voice. And because of that, we are separating or kind of creating this little bit of fragments within ourselves when we can take ownership of all parts of ourselves, and that means taking ownership of ourselves as women, taking ownership of our sexuality, which I think is so important post-motherhood or in motherhood rather postnatally, is that taking a reclaim back of your own body. Like how does it feel to be back in my body in a sexual capacity? And maybe it's, there's a sliding scale for that. And maybe it's part of your journey of coming back to yourself, but to reclaim parts of yourself, to reclaim your body and doing it in a really embodied way. That's not just something that you think about cognitively, but it's, it's, it's moving through you. So what, what I'm, this, this retreat in April that I've created, I'm, I'm super excited about it. It's a new, it's a new offering that I have um, in terms of using art as an education tool, using the body as a way to process and being able to access and tap into a really powerful, potent place within yourself so that you can make change, that you can manifest the things that you want, so that you can really step into ownership of yourself. Because when you, as a mother or as anybody, a woman, step into ownership of yourself, it's a ripple effect on the whole rest of your family because you can, you're able to voice your needs. You're able to say, you're able to get clear with what you want. And I think it's just, it's imperative to us. Like we have to have these things that, that really ground us and put us back in our own power because we can lose that a little bit on our way. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, we can't fully control how our children kind of turn out or what their choices are, but we can certainly, um, influence their super superpowers by adopting it in ourselves first and mm, I think this is the mm. thing is not about passing on like money and physical things and material like you want your child to feel happy and healthy and compassionate and be kind and I think it's all about finding it in yourself first so that mm. sounds amazing like book me on <laughs> yeah I'm so excited about it I, yeah I'm, I'm really really excited about it because it's it's a it's something new that I've been been it's had at the back of my head I'm like I feel inspired to do this and that's what I was talking about this creative piece is that when you have this inspiration you need to take it and run with it because otherwise it's going to find somebody else to manifest through so it it was just like something that I felt I needed to do and I want to empower women I want to but in a sense that's really embodied. How can you stand in your own power? How can you stand in your body and be seen and be heard and feel like it's safe to have your needs met? And there's so many different practices and tools that I have that are beyond yoga, that are beyond um, you know, arts and crafts, but really powerful embodied ways that we can start to feel this for ourselves. So I'm super excited to, to share it with people. So that's in April. I'm excited just yeah. because yeah, I think everyone needs this stuff. Like go yeah. everyone. Like <laughs> <laughs> I'd love to have you. <laughs> have you. Oh yeah, I'm quite um, have you seen have you seen Frozen 2 yet? 
No, no, I'm saving that for when we have children. I feel like it's going to be on repeat. <laughs> okay, that's a good way. But honestly, I think there was a mum in the country that that film didn't speak to because it's all about going into the unknown and showing yourself and you're the one that you... I want to ruin it for you. I'm ruining it. Oh, no. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> okay, I have, to, I have to watch it because I think lots of those shows actually do have like some other undercurrent message for all the adults who have to watch it on repeat. <laughs> My deep, soulful inspiration either comes from Disney Pixar or like people <laughs> like um, Dr. Gabor Mate or, you know, I've got these really <laughs> yeah. kind of amazing thought leaders and scientists and then like soup potato books. <laughs> <laughs> in between. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, do go. Like it's amazing actually the message that is coming through and it kind of reassures you in a way that like, yeah, we're on the right path here. With, with, we're modeling the message. We're kind of going down the right, the right thing. Oh, yes. that's amazing. And the, the two words that I wrote down, which was path and trauma, we haven't spoken about, but um, I think that what we have covered is amazing. And um, just what you were saying about stepping into your power. And maybe if people have experienced, I think the thing we've just touched on trauma is that the way I like to see it is this severing of emotional connection so you don't feel safe and you don't have to have gone through anything massively like big T trauma or it might be that. But in this day and age, I think it's more little things that chip away at your safety and your belief in yourself. So what you're saying about the tools of bringing yourself back, the whole embodying all parts of you, not being scared of those shadows. In fact, they're the ones that need nurturing and nourishing and recognizing and stepping into your power, you become your goal. You are the goal. You don't need to look outside of yourself anymore. It just keeps coming back to you. You are, I say you are your tool, but that sounds like you're not a tool, but you know what I mean. You are. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It's you, the instrument for what's flowing through you. Yeah. hundred percent. Oh, amazing. Thank you so much. Is there anything else that you wanted to like leave us with or any kind of, um, you said so much. No. Yeah, if people want to find me, they can come and find me on Indie Yoga Life on Instagram or they can just search for my website and they can come and see some fun cartoons and little crazy drawings and anecdotes if that's up your street. I love, yeah, please go to Shay's um, Instagram and website. In fact, I'll put all the links into the show notes anyway, but I'll just go on there just to feel good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> if I'm feeling a bit like down, I'll be like, I'm just going to check out Shay's account because I'll be like, into my day. <laughs> oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank well, you so much uh, for having me. Oh, no, thank you. It's been awesome. And yeah, I could talk for ages to you. So thank yeah. you so much. You're welcome. Oh, take care. Bye. Bye. Oh, wow. Thanks, Shay. That was amazing. And yeah, how like insightful. I did not realize that about the um, whole aura thing. So that's really, really powerful. Um, thank you, everyone, for listening. If you would like to find out more or get in touch with Shay, I have put the links um, to her website and her social media platforms in the show notes. If you enjoyed the show, please let me know. And if you're feeling super inspired, then please leave me a review. I have a few exciting things coming up um, in the new year, in the next couple of months. I'm launching a new program for mums, which I will actually be doing a podcast on shortly. I'm also currently running um, Annie's Anti-Inflammatory, which is supporting mums to adopt a more anti-inflammatory lifestyle for the month of January. And I'm also hoping to keep this going. So you can find the link to that in, um, in my Instagram bio as well, and also on my Facebook page. So I hope you have a really good week. I will be back next week with another episode. Take care, everyone.